0: guys welcome to this week's episode on its corner i'm Olua tobi wait this week last week okay i'm sorry for those of us that went on facebook twitter instagram everywhere just to find the podcast i apologize i'm so sorry it didn't come out last week and i'm sure a lot of us were probably anticipating this fantastic guest that was we're going to all have on the show and all of that. I know it, it. It was it was something I also anticipated for. But after much communication with the person, I discovered that I don't think it would be okay for me to host him on the show any longer. And of course, as a result of that, trust me, the judgment was right. It, it was don't forget that we are in this together. So it it was um it, it was a thing that I needed to do for you. As well as for me, and just to clear out the atmosphere, okay. So, I'm just going to say this again. Um, I think this is the first time I'm going to say, yeah. (laughs) So, we are going to have an episode, very significant episode, which I hope that would have maybe like a psychologist to talk about it. Something related to being recovered and not still guilty. You know, a lot of us still have that struggle, some people don't know how to handle it i mean after much communication with that person i i felt the need number one i felt a bit insensitive because i had been communicating with him for weeks and i didn't realize the other part of it i didn't realize i didn't see some some things i was supposed to see apparently it was after i already canceled the interview that i began to see and i i had to ask god to forgive me for being insensitive towards a person's emotion you know i i needed that i'm pleased if i've been insensitive towards you on this podcast maybe i've said things like if you're not ready to get better stop listening I think I've said that severally. I seem to forget that your experience and my experience don't have to be the same. I am I'm, I'm, I generalize it a lot and I had to go back to listen to some of the episodes and I felt very, very bad that somehow, even though it has not been very obvious that I've been equalizing our experiences. But the point is, your experiences doesn't have to be my experiences. The reason why you have been addicted or you were addicted or you are helping someone with addiction right now, there has to be a reason behind it. It doesn't have to be the same reason that I have. I am just in a position to show you and tell you about my experiences and you are supposed to think about yours and get better. Yeah. And if we have similarities in our experiences, fantastic. Okay? Okay so i want to just say this i'm sorry i've been insensitive and i'm here for you i'm here only for you this is not about me anymore i started this because i wanted to get better right i started this because i needed an accountability team right yeah but now it's a different ball game entirely because it's about you now so Okay. So I, a particular episode will be held, um, very soon, which I think I would like to have a psychologist to run the show, um, on, uh, um, the, the it's going to be being recovered and not still guilty because I think there is a huge, a huge, um, problem when it comes to you are already recovered, but then you're still feeling very guilty about it. It's like, why was I ever addicted? It's like I know no one wants to relieve their experiences as an addict I know no one wants to do that but the truth is it still boils down to specific things your time now this entire thing you're experiencing might be for something great you know it depends on how you are leaving your recovery now being addicted is different now you are in recovery how are you leaving your recovery what are you doing now because it really matters on how you would feel after you're recovered i'm just saying i think we're going to have that episode and we're going to talk about this things carefully and if we don't have a psychologist to talk about it i'm going to start making okay i've already started making research about it and i feel it's something i need to carefully talk about with a mind of an expertise so that we can really get this done hmm? anyway so for this week's episode, yeah. So, one another reason why we didn't get to hear the podcast is because now this week's episode is going to be a bit long, so get ready. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Um, I already scheduled an interview with a psychologist, which I hoped I would hear this week, which of course is Friday. This week, Friday, not last week, Friday, but um, apparently, I I didn't get to um so i then she scheduled our interview earlier you know so i thought oh why not just publish our own interview right why not just publish this particular episode so that was why i decided to publish this particular episode now what happened all right she's a busy type she's a clinical psychologist with great experience a master's degree older in clinical psychology she presently works at 44 nigerian army reference hospital in kaduna and trust me she has been moving from kaduna to abuja i don't know how she does it like i have been communicating with her from wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday you won't believe that she just got back to kaduna today and she went to abuja on friday evening she had to walk the whole of yesterday she she she's really busy trust me for her to be making this time out for us to do this together is a lot she has so much experience when it comes to depression anxiety in fact she's presently carrying out a research on um post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety among military personnel in nigeria she's working with a military personnel presently carrying out that experiment and i'm sure it's gonna be a great job if you're interested in reading it check out nigerian psychology association journal mpaj yeah you can just check it out and i'm sure you're gonna have a fantastic experience reading it Uh, it's not gonna be published yet but once it's published i'll let us know Uh, but she has already published something but I think as a result of the pandemic, one or two things had to go on. And then I don't think they published it publicly yet. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So it's called, um, the psychological factors that influence adolescent deviant behavior. So if you want to know stuff, she's really smart. So basically I thought I wasn't going to pronounce her surname. I know it's a big deal for me. <laughs> Trust me. It's a big deal for me. And I- I've been chasing her since Wednesday and we're having this interview on sunday and uh, trust me it's a lot it's a whole lot. but i just had to publish it because i cannot afford not to yay i just wanted everybody to just listen because i mean so that my, my vibe is still hot right let's listen to it when my vibe is hot <laughs> all right so listen, please welcome miss dorin okay okay <laughs> my name is dorin okay and I am
1: a clinical psychologist And I'm um, happy to be here oh. It's really an honor and a pleasure To be here
0: <laughs> Okay, thank you so so much We're happy to have you here as well Miss um, And uh, uh, By the way, I would have um, Pronounced that name But it just turned out that um, A surname is something That I cannot pronounce very well She even dared me, she told me to send a voice note Of how I can pronounce the name But it just turned out that I wasn't getting it. <laughs> it wasn't just what it It was just something else, but we're just gonna continue with the podcast um right now. so she's gonna just talk about addiction randomly, more like what we've talked about over the week and what we've deliberated on and what we consider be our problem okay i wouldn't say problem issue problem issue whichever way but we're, we're going to take it down with questions so first of all miss Turing, um what is your what's your perception when you hear the word addiction what, what does it imply to you as a psychologist
1: okay thank you very much yeah. uh, thank you very much for having me and thank you very much for that question yeah well as a psychologist and. Um, we get to see people with addictions every day. So when we hear about an addiction, we just know that, okay, well, when I see someone that has an addiction, what I just get out of it is the fact that this person has a challenge. Mm-hmm. We don't refer to it as a problem, mm. you know. We just see it as a challenging situation whereby yeah, he or she has come to a realization that and they can't help themselves and probably need someone else to mm-hmm. help them mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, but um, generally in psychology, we see addictions as a brain disorder that mm. is characterized by a compulsive engagement mm. in a rewarding stimuli mm. despite the adverse consequences that person might face. Mm. And it is also a psychological and... um Like, and physical inability to stop consuming probably a chemical, a drug, or engaging in an activity, Mm. you know. So, when you're addicted to something, for us in psychology, we just know that you've come to a point where you can't just do without this thing. You have to um, probably depend on this thing, this substance, or this action Mm. in order for you to be able to cope with your everyday life, and um, a lot of people always, um when when we have addictions uh, 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 in the society, a lot of people always think it's just all about substance use, mm. but it's not just that's not always the case. People can also get addicted to prescribed drugs too, mm-hmm. prescribed medications too, especially opioids like painkillers. You know, mm. and when a person experiences um, addictions. They cannot control how they probably are. Uh, um, they use a particular substance. Mm-hmm. You know, the desire to always use that substance is just what they keep having over and over again. Even when sometimes people make up their minds, okay, I'm not going to do this again. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to do this again. They find themselves falling back. Mm. Into that particular situation, okay. And for us in psychology, we always see um, and a particular action, uh, or probably a particular behavior mm-hmm. has to be for a duration of at least six months, and it has to at least interfere with your everyday life before you can target a, pro- a, a challenge. Mm-hmm. And when you target a challenge, you wouldn't be in a hurry to even term it an addiction. Until, you know, this, there are some laid down, there are some laid down um, criteria that a particular behavior has to meet up with. So for the fact probably you love doing something doesn't necessarily mean it's an addiction. Yes. It mm-hmm. has to get to a certain point first
0: mm-hmm. before
1: we can term it an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. thank you very much. Thank you so much. That was very, very insightful. I mean, we've been talking about addiction for 119 weeks now, and I don't think I ever spelt it out carefully the way you just did. It's so amazing to have you on the show today. So I want to know, does this feeling of addiction ever go away? Are people ever cured? Because I think someone was saying something, is addiction a disease or something? You know, is it, is it ever cured? Are people ever better and not thinking about being addicted again? Wow, okay.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, thank you very much for that question. Mm-hmm. This, it is, this is a very common question. I don't think I've come across any patients that have been asked this question. Mm. Mm. I, each and every client I have attended to has asked this question. Wow, wow. But you see, it's this question is very broad it's very deep and you can't just answer it directly like that if you're just looking at addiction as a behavior in itself mm. you need to go you, you you don't have to look at it on the surface you need to go deeper you need to addiction is just a psychological symptom mm. like every other you know um, like every other compulsive Behavior. behavior people mm-hmm. carry out mm-hmm. so when we when we try to label addicts so much that we now discriminate it takes things out of place it's mm-hmm. just a compulsion like any other and just like any other psychological symptoms they may or may not go away mm-hmm. it depends on a lot of factors One of them is how to prevent the symptoms from returning, And this is also totally dependent on what
0: triggers this. The triggers. You see, we always talk about the triggers all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now,
1: if you realize that, it's just like, okay, for someone that, um, for instance, um, you know that because you're living in Kau, use Kau as an example So. uh, I think I I will say that. Mm-hmm. And because you know that you want to stop abusing drugs, but you know that these drugs are everywhere on the streets in this place mm. and are so cheap. Mm. Why don't you relocate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't start feeling like a ninja because you relocated so you think you 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 have your dealt you right. with your addiction. Mm. You might go back to that tower and believe you mean you will start victim again. Mm. So would you say that you're no, you you've dealt with your addiction, like your addictions have gone away? No, you've dealt with the trigger. Mm. So as long as you keep being predisposed to the triggers, someone else might say that you are still an addict or the person is still an addict or and um, probably might look at it like, Okay, addictions will never go. Mm. There are people who were were addicted to alcohol. Mm-hmm. They would take and take to stupor. At some point, when after after receiving therapy, mm-hmm. they can get to a gathering, take the bottle, and walk away. Mm. Why Because they've learned how to manage themselves. Mm. They've 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 applied. These jobs, they've applied the skills they've been taught during therapy and all that. Now, people, people systems work differently. One might work for one person may not work for another, and that's why in counselling you you don't you don't always generalise
0: and mm. and
1: um, 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 therapeutic advice because mm. what work for one person may not work for another. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, in summary, what I'm just saying is, addictions may or may not go away, mm-hmm. depending on the triggers and how you handle that. Mm-hmm.
0: So so would you say being sober is the only solution? No. Mm-hmm.
1: Like okay. a big capital NO, no. Okay. Because there's something called moderation management. Okay. Yeah, and I think I mentioned it in the last question asking oh, you know, about, yeah, about how um sometimes people who were once addicted to alcohol, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, go back to being occasional drinkers like people tell me. Mm. Yeah, so in, okay, for instance, huh, a person who is addicted to sex, mm. are you going to say that this person is going to, a married man, for instance, is addicted to sex. this man is going to stop having sex completely because he, he, he wants to avoid his addiction and all that mm-hmm. when he has a wife. Mm-hmm. So, you, we couldn't, I, I, I have, I have worked with a couple of persons to think, okay, this is a better solution for them this will work better for them. But after some time, they realize that, man, I'm, I'm not sure if I can continue like this for a very long time. Hmm. Because see, the thing is, some of these triggers are in your everyday life. Are you going to avoid them? For them, they are going to cut off from the world, generally. The way to cut off is the of pornography. Okay. The perfect pornography okay? And then you, you want to stop watching pornography? Yeah. It's pornography industry. I hope you know that.
0: Yeah. There are people. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, but it's really—it's. I think the line is breaking. It's network, but just make your voice a bit more audible. Thank you. Okay, I said you, a
1: person who is addicted to pornography, for instance. Yeah. The person might want to do everything that, that, you know, um, probably every gadget, Mm -hmm. or every platform on which they tend to have access to pornography. They see the pornography industry. Yeah. I hope you know that. Yeah. There are people walking about half naked. It's either you're going to buy clothes for them, or you're going to tell them to stop (laughs) pornography. You don't want to see them. Mm. So, we need to learn moderation management. It's always better that way. It's always, you know, it's always best to. But for people who have decided to commit to everything, it it will involve changing a lot of things in their life, like the way they deal with stress. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, one of the triggers is, or rather, one of the people that are prone. getting addicted are people who face stress in their everyday life Mm -hmm. so they might have to learn a different way of dealing with stress Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all that Mm. so and then change the kind of people they associate with Mm -hmm. because most of the time addicts have friends who are addicts too you cannot go and sit alone and take drugs you have to find them alone yeah so, you have to work on your, your company too, mm-hmm. and then you have to also work on, get something different to do at your free time. Mm-hmm. So, this may involve stuff substance use out of boredom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you have too much free time, yes, when yeah. you have too much free time on yeah. your hands, yeah. you, you, but when you have, when you enjoy other activities, when you get to that activities that you enjoy, you tend to have less free time on yeah. your hands to yeah. you throw around and then yeah use that you know just like both Christians the Bible tells us that and I do my the devil's workshop yeah, yeah that's like the devil begins to give you ideas mm. in your head or mm-hmm. on what you should engage into while they read time. Oh most no, times they are negative things. Mm-hmm. He will never tell you to go well, and read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He will never tell you to go to church or listen to a message. Mm. You know. So you will always look for something that he would that will make you um carry out an action that will glorify him. Mm. And then, you know, how do you think about yourself to matter.
0: Hmm. Mm. How you think about when, yourself? Hmm.
1: Yeah. When you see yourself, like you know, th- there was um there was a time a woman had issues with her doctor over tattoos. Hmm. And yeah, that the doctor likes to draw tattoos on her body and all that, and she didn't appreciate it. And when she when she, when she was uh, she was into drug abuse too. Mm. Yeah. So. I think when she was brought for therapy, mm-hmm. the the person that was counselling her mm-hmm. actually asked that question: if she should buy a band to be, will she draw on it? Hmm. Will she draw all kinds of things on it? She was like, no. Even if somebody should see, even if somebody should, even if someone should try such on mm-hmm. I to make sure the person pays for it mm. so how do you see yourself mm. that you now feel you should like scratch yourself like <laughs> destroy your skin <laughs> in such a manner mm. you know and what, what do you think of yourself mm. how do you carry yourself do mm. you see yourself as a, or you carry yourself as a queen mm. and if you yourself as a cook, then how many things are you thinking? Mm. You know. This was not the exact way he put it to her of course, but this is the idea behind the whole thing. Mm. What I'm just trying to say is that the way you see yourself mm-hmm. the, way, the way you think about yourself, if you see yourself as a person of worth, there are some worthless things you won't just want to engage in. Mm. You know? Mm. And then you would also want to you would also want to um like be careful of the kind of um, prescribed drugs you take mm-hmm. because there are some prescribed drugs that would also give you that same euphoria that the substance you have used mm-hmm. used to give you
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then you'll see that you run away from one thing and you have falling into another mm. and relapse is a terrible state to be in mm. I, always, I always tell my patients you if you're not ready to stop then you should go back and think again before you start this journey hmm. of therapy because when you start and then you now go and fall back again On yes it's okay to have a relapse. I am not saying that there's something so well you see the feeling you have when you, when you relax is usually mm-hmm. very terrible it makes you have a sense of guilt and shame that yeah, it's usually very terrible. Mm. So and most times, some people are like they, they are not sure if they want to stop or they want to continue. I've mm. actually come across people who are not willing to let go. Mm. And yeah, and I always tell them you should go back and be sure of what you want first. You shouldn't be in a hurry about these things, but you should know that for each wrap of Whatever substance you're abusing, Mm -hmm. it takes takes part of you away, Mm. it's destroying you. Mm. Mm.
0: So, wow, thank you very much. Wow, you've you've really, really broken everything down. It's like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I mean, I'm busy to have you on the show. So, that is all for this week, you know, guys. I'm greatly blessed. It's like, and she has said, she has really really blessed me and i think you should thank you so much miss doring we hope to have you soon on the show again (laughs) it's my pleasure yeah any day anytime yeah amazing (laughs) we also have you soon on the podcast you can't wait you can't wait for another exciting time like this and i pray that by that time your schedule is so simple Cardinal to Abuja is not going to happen in Jesus' name. Amen,
1: amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> well, the thing is, I,
0: w- I will just plan better. Mm-hmm. So, guys, that's all for this week's episode. Join us next week, okay? Um, catch you next week. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs>